Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello, and welcome to Law & Order S Review here on Fanversation. I am your host, Yael Teagle. As always, I'm joined by the wonderful Taylor Gates. Hello, Taylor. Hello, first episode of 2021. I love it. Yes, I'm so excited. We are starting off the new year with a old episode and a newbie guest. Um, Sergio Osuna is here. Hello, Sergio. Hello, everyone. How's it going? Um, so good. We are so excited to have you. Uh, for those who don't know, Sergio was on The Magicians. Uh, Sergio, uh, you played Dolly on um, Legends of Tomorrow. Um, I did with mustache and yes. all. Yeah, it was perfect. Um, but also, Sergio is brand new to SVU. Um, has seen under ten episodes. <laughs> Under ten episodes, yeah, brand new little baby eyes, and and it's 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 been a ride, and it's been great, and I'm. Super I don't actually think. I don't actually think Yale has seen any episode under ten times. So that's very interesting. <laughs> that's that's not true. The new season, I've only seen every episode twice. <laughs> okay, oh well, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Give her time. Yeah. Um, before we jump in, we are talking season seven, episode one, Demons, a fan favorite episode. Um, but I would like to remind everybody, if you are out there and need help, please reach out. Please uh, feel free to call Rain. Their number is 1-800-656-4673. Taylor, what does 4673 spell? It spells hope, everyone. That is correct. Um, 1-800-656-4673. Um, also, sometimes... SVU goes dark. This episode, kind of dark. Um, and when that happens, we make light. So uh, please be prepared. This is your content warning that sometimes we will make jokes that may not be appropriate for everyone. Um, and if I had a dun-dun sound, I would play it now. Dun-dun. I'll be, yeah, we'll be your dun-dun sound. <laughs> Thank you. It is perfect. Um, season seven, episode one, Demons. Uh, I know fans love this episode. Taylor, what did you think of this episode as someone who's seen it before? Yeah, I haven't seen this one in a while, I'll be honest. And I am so glad that we revisited it because it's such a strong episode and it's such a good season premiere. Like, obviously, I wasn't watching it when season one, or season seven was like premiering, but if this was like my premiere episode, I'd been like, okay, this is a promising season. Cause this is like, I, I love ones that kind of break the mold a little bit and don't follow the exact formula. And this one definitely kind of shook things up and really, really amazing performance um, by Mr. Elliot Stabler. So Mr. Chris Maloney. So I really liked it. And so glad that I revisited it for the show. Awesome. Sergio, first time seeing it. What'd you think? I thought it was. I thought it was great. I did not know. I didn't read the description or anything, uh, so I did not know what it was going to be about. Um, also, not only being the first time that I've seen this episode, but it's my first episode uh, with um, Christopher in it. I've mm -hmm. never seen him in, in this, so I, I didn't know his character at all. 
and I was blown away by by him. And uh, there's a specific, I mean, I, I guess we'll break it down eventually, but the specific moment in in one of the meetings that that he had, uh, that it was so um, dark and really good. Um, so having not seen him or not known his character, I don't know where to go from here. Like, I don't know what what he's got and what it, yeah, it's good. I think it was really good. I think this is a surprisingly kind of good intro to his character, to be honest, because I feel like it kind of brings out a lot of the really strong like, character elements where he's kind of aggressive and he really follows his gut and doesn't necessarily play by the rules and is kind of impulsive. So I think you'll definitely see more of that when you keep watching his episodes. And so I think this is actually kind of a cool one to be introduced to him, too. Yeah, the, the character seems very flawed, but very real at the same time. Yeah. yeah so. And the the final shot of it um, uh, was it just left me with a lot of questions, specifically about him and his character. Um, but yeah, I'm so the- excited! <laughs> I didn't even it didn't occur to me you hadn't met Stapler yet. I hadn't. I hadn't oh, known. So no. funny. Um, I also hadn't occurred to me. I forgot to read our quick cap. <laughs> so for those who don't know which episode we're talking about for some reason, uh, Demons, uh, Detective Sleevler goes undercover to determine if a recent parolee is reverting to his rapist urges. Um, I also would like, that's the one on IMDb, but I have to read um, a wonderful person on Twitter uh, whose name I definitely don't know how to say. Um, so I'm just going to spell their username. It is F-U-A-I-M-E- a N N A. Yep. Um, Nailed it. Thanks. Send me a picture of um, the description on the DVDs. So uh, this one says, after 21 years, a sex offender is released from jail and the retired officer who initially locked him up begs Detective Benson and Stabler to follow the ex-convict and put him away for good. I think that is a better description. Yeah. It's a more detailed one. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to know, you know, we love, uh, when they go undercover, um, how did you feel? I mean, you don't know the character, so maybe it's less exciting when he's undercover. Um, but Sergio, what did you think of the undercoverness? I thought that it was, that it was good. And it was, um, uh, it, it spoke to the way that he is as, a um, a character like the, the character that it let us know because nobody knew that he was going to do it um uh and he just did it he just went for it and um um that sort of gave it a little bit of um comedy to it in my eyes um and yeah you don't he doesn't play by the rules and that was very evident in that way and i loved it i thought that um even though it's not um, I don't know if it's something that they do um, often to go undercover. It it was really good. It was really, it was funny. I agree that I love it when it's like a spontaneous, we're not telling anyone we're going undercover. Because I, I agree, it adds like comedy and also some tension. Because like poor Cragen, like they gave him so much chaos to try to wrangle in when those two were, when Ellie and Olivia were together especially. I also like it when it's like a prolonged undercover because we have some episodes that they go undercover for like a scene or like, you know, a fourth of the episode. And so the fact this was like an entire episode, I really liked or almost the entire episode. 
and um it just reminds me of when olivia goes undercover for like multiple episodes with the whole wildlife thing like that was like a long arc where she was under and that's one of my favorites so i like it when they actually like really get to sink their teeth into like a character yeah um sergio you're not allowed to watch her go undercover until you finish season one (laughs) (laughs) i want to see it it's so good Um, it's worth the wait I mean, honestly, her entire undercover arc with the eco-terrorists is phenomenal. Um, and you can't get there. You're not allowed. Season <laughs> one. You got to start at the beginning. At okay. least just see season one. Like, just okay. so that you know who everyone is. Okay. Um, okay. That's, anyway, let's get back to this episode. Um, I have, so I loved this episode for many years. Um, and I know a lot of fans love this episode, especially Stabler fans love this episode. Um, and I have recently been, you know, with the current situation of the world discussing um, police tactics, I had been uh, very hesitant to go back to this because I was like, oh, it might not hold up at all. It might be terrible. Um, yes, there are problematic issues. Um, and it's part of I believe this was during the like seasons of uh, the show trying to like really give Stabler an anger management issue. Um, And that came through, especially in that scene with the, um, the support group leader who says to him, like you, you, you get madder than most people when you're not in charge, which I was like, that's, that's 12 years of the show is what you described. Um, but I read uh, as I was prepping for today, and somebody who, I read a review of somebody who hated this episode, um, which I found fascinating. And I think the biggest issue that they had was the fact that they kind of entrapped um, their character. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, I thought that was such an interesting thing that they explored, and I'm glad that they actually did touch on that. Craig and was like, "Well, is it right for us to be trying to kind of like bait him into this situation?" And I think that's a really interesting kind of like morality issue about are they actually preventing him from doing it again? Or are they, like they said, like putting a bottle of alcohol on someone who's been sober for like two weeks. So I thought that was really interesting. I'm glad that they kind of brought it up and sort of grappled with it a little bit. Yes, I I think that it, it it is a morality issue. It, it's it's sort of like the same way that you know to catch a predator and that sort of series that was before. Is it is it um, okay to to create a scenario for someone to come into it and then do something wrong? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, the whole thing. What you what you just said about like giving someone like uh, who's dealing with um, alcohol issues a bottle of something. Um, but then to do it repeatedly and to do it aggressively and to do it mm-hmm. in, in a way that you know setting them up for failure. Um, is that is that morally right, morally wrong? If for the greater good of the benefit of society, you know, you, you never know. Uh, uh, on the other hand, you know, this guy was in jail for twenty one years, so um, this is what what the um, criminal system is supposed to do. You're supposed to re- rehabilitate. Using air quotes right. here. Um, uh, you're supposed to rehabilitate someone uh, so they don't repeat the the thing that they were in prison for. I don't know. It's such a layered issue. It's funny because uh, when when Schenkel doesn't take the bait with the girl standing in front of the window, which we'll talk about in a second because I have a lot of issues. Um, when he doesn't take the bait and Cragen's like, we dangled bait and he said he didn't do anything like 
that's it. I think at that moment, had Mac and the van disappeared from his life, maybe he would not have pursued it because up until that point, he had been fighting it. He explained how much he cared for his freedom. And, and in group, he, he said to that guy later that night, like you give us hope that I can, I can fight this. Um, so like it, it, he could have, for all we know, if Elliot wasn't there, he could have gone, you know, clean. He could have. Yes, he could have. However, I think that when you're dealing with issues, uh, I, I would never compare um, um, alcoholism with someone who's uh, uh, raped someone or been violent. It's it's completely different issues. But life has a way to put you in those situations where there's a perfect storm and there's perfect uh, everything around you just lines up perfectly for you to make the decision. And you always have, you know, that that's the beauty of being a human being. You have the ability to make a decision to do something good or to do something bad. There's always a moment. And if he hadn't presented him with this a perfect scenario, maybe someone else would have down the road. Um, yeah, that's all. <laughs> No, that's a fair point. And I think it's really interesting the way that they do discuss these addictions in different ways. Um, and that there are some, you know, dealing with recovery is sometimes similar and sometimes different, but also every person is different. Um, I want to shift a little bit uh, less seriously towards um, the the women, the women, the young girls that they are um using in this episode because I went to find them on IMDb and not a single one of those brunettes are brunette. They are all blondes, which is hilarious, especially because his type is petite brunettes. Um, <laughs> and I want to talk about the like moment at the window where she's standing there with a man hovering and the girl in the bus who he leans over and she just looks straight forward. As a woman, when a man that I do not know is that close to me, at no point have I just been like, I'm going to pretend he's not there. Yeah, everyone's acting, everyone's acting, he's like, he's like a ghost or something. I'm like, you, you can feel his breath on you right now. Like, I know that you're just not ignoring this. Like, it's not, like, he's right there. Like, you can't not be aware of that. Yes. I feel like he should have known she was a trap when he stood on her and she did nothing. She just blinked. Yes. Keeps looking at the clothes. <laughs> I, I and, and don't get me started about the clothes. That outfit was hideous, for one. Yeah, and two, like the blonde if, skirt was just if, if anything, <laughs> if anything, that would have given him, you know, him like, <laughs> why is she looking at this hideous outfit? No, this is a, this is a, this, no, you know, a board, a board. But anyway, yes, and then <laughs> she he could see she could see his reflection in the mirror and right. he could see that she was looking at their there was like this whole thing especially in new york i mean i'm mexican and i used to live in you know mexico city and if somebody stands like i don't know two feet away from you we're like who is this guy You're like, get away from me right. like yeah at yeah. some point i expected her to be like can i help you can i help you but yeah Something, anything, just Absolutely like zero social me. distancing going on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they all have it. They all have it now. They all have it now. There's no mask, not a mask in sight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I want to also talk about the victim who was assaulted at the beginning of the episode, which got us to Schenkel to begin with. Who raped her? Because we don't know. I was going to bring that up too. And I was like, did we find out? And I just forgot. No, we don't ever hear from her again. And we don't really hear from Dorsey again either. They just disappear. Yeah. I think Cragen points out, he's like, you have, you have tunnel vision for this guy. So does Dorsey. Like you're focusing. We got to look at all the options. And then they don't. (laughs) They just don't care anymore. They just let it go. And then you guys have seen the, you know, the entire series. So have, do they come back to this or no? Like, do they? No. no. Oh, no. <laughs> like, they, they never oh, no, find, no, no. Always they never find that who. Expect that there's going to be no continuity, so you're not disappointed. <laughs> oh, okay. And then when it happens, it's so surprising. It's amazing. We're like, what? They brought it back to that. You know there what? Maybe this season. Yeah. <laughs> there was a season uh, where there was something, I think it was the push in rapist. It's mentioned in like 20 episodes. And I was like, what is that? When did we deal with that? And then it comes back into an episode and actually have like, there's a story, but oh. they mention it a few times. So like that you'll find and you'll be like, what a pleasant surprise, but generally expect that none of it ties together. And also, they'll reference things that just didn't happen. Like, instead of actually referencing a past case, I'll just be like, oh, yeah, I remember the guy who did And we're like, no, that never actually happened. You had over 300 things that you could have actually referenced. And yet you just pulled it out of thin air. Like, that also happens a lot. That also happens. Um, I want to also talk about um, the, the group therapy thing. Um, how did we feel about these scenes and hearing Stabler describing this story? Um, I'll start with you, Taylor, as someone who knows Stabler well. I thought it was so, it was just so interesting to see him at like that, honestly. And it's just kind of a complete like 180 of him because he would never talk like that. So it's like interesting to see him have to, to like go into that role. And I really like that we got to see Wong kind of prep him too and be like okay do you actually know how to like trick these people because it's not just this like they know how to read people and so the fact that he has to really dig deep and kind of like get into this weird mindset that I'm sure is not comfortable to get into and Mm -hmm. like trick all these other people in the group and even trick like the group therapist which I thought was interesting like why can he not be in on it is that like a thing that can't happen I guess but I thought that was really I, I just I loved I loved especially that Huang got to like sort of prep him about it. I thought that was a really cool um, scene and way to kind of set it up. You also don't know who Dr. Wong is, Sergio. No, I know, I know him. I know the actor, but I don't, I don't, I mean, not personally, but I know, I know. Yeah. I, I've never met him before. Um, right. I think that the, the group therapy um, session was very interesting because having not seen this character before, Elliot, um, to me, I thought, okay, if this, if he doesn't come from a, if the character doesn't come from like an improv background, everything's like coming so easily to him. Like this scenario that he's describing, okay, that's, okay, I'm making a mental <laughs> note that, okay, this is, he's thought about this before. Um, and he did it in such a easy way. Um, I mean, that speaks to Christopher's acting and talent and everything. He, he was so good in it. Um, 
and it just seemed very real. And I think that uh, I thought the same way about the therapist. Like, why? How can he not be in it? But I think it's ethically. I don't think you can do it. Just if mm-hmm. if it's a, a group therapy, you know, su- it's supposed to help people and rehab people after. Like, um, you can't be like setting them up. I I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I thought that that was a very. It seemed like like a very real scene. Um, I was thinking this time watching it, um, how if Chris Maloney didn't get the role of Stabler, I 100% would want him to see to want to see him as a perp, because that, like him telling that story was so unsettling. um, And sounds like the, you know, the perps that we've seen on the show. And so I kind of at one point, I was like, Oh, it would have been really interesting if he had literally just taken a story from a case that we had seen that would have been really fun. Mm -hmm. Like, a cute little nod, you know? Um, but instead it was just a very unsettling story. Um, and I I also thought about the therapist, but um, I, I think the therapist would probably be like, no, you can't be in my group. Um, especially because Stabler even points out like it's not confidential because it all has to be reported back to the POs, but still yeah. like, I think that he would have been able to be like, no. But also I know when you're undercover, like you, the least amount of people in on it, the better, because a therapist yeah. could mess it up, you know? Right. Yeah, right. no, that's super true, too. Yeah. Um, Sergio, did you have any other uh, plot points that you noted that you wanted to talk about? Um, um, I have favorite moments, and I have some unsettling moments that, that might have, you know, made me go, wow. Um, but... Um, no, I think, I think, yeah. I think we can bring them up in, in a little bit with you guys. Because I know that, okay. you, you, yeah, you, you talk about yeah. like favorite maybe lines and stuff. And I have one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to talk about the girl at the end that they take uh, to the factory. Um, because that scene is, uh, the, with the girl there is super intense. After that, I feel like it's meh. Um, but like Stabler, you know, helping her out of the van. I love the way he like, he throws her over his shoulder and then he's careful when he puts her down. Um, which I feel like, um, Shankle should have been like, you could have just thrown her. You were very he, careful. I think he was like, so I don't think he was like the most rough and I don't think he was that gentle either. Like she bounced a little. I was like, oh, he like, cause he, I think he played it well, honestly, cause he didn't like hurt her when he was doing it. But I think he was convincing enough. Cause I looked for that too. I was like, if he just lays her down, like it's over, he's going to know that this is like not a real hurt. But I think he was like just aggressive enough. If that makes sense. <laughs> that, like it convinced him. Okay. I, I, know. I, looked, I looked for that specifically. <laughs> I didn't know what he was going to do. I didn't know what he was going to come up with, uh, like the excuse to not, you know, do it right in front of him. But that was really good. Again, you know, improv background. <laughs> yeah, you have to think so fast. I know I could never do it because I I can't think that fast in my real life when nothing hinges on it. So, like, I would be terrible at being undercover. <laughs> no, which is good. Yes, and. Yes, <laughs> and. Just keep going and going. Are you an undercover cop right now? Yes, and <laughs> good improviser. Um, uh, let's the so for those who somehow didn't notice, uh, Shankle is played by Robert Patrick, whom um, you may know as 
Terminator, um, not Schwarzenegger, obviously. Um, and he also was on X Files. He's like he's very big in the sci-fi mm. world. So yeah. to see him so not good. sci-fi, yeah, to see so him not good. sci-fi was surprising for me. Like even his body language, I was like, oh, he's like he's. I don't know. He was so convincing in this role. This freaking me out from the very beginning yeah I think one of the things I love about his performance here is that he takes his voice very like soft-spokenly like he's very quiet Mm -hmm. um which is creepy but like there's an intensity to the quietness which is so it's like surprising and unnerving you know what I mean yeah, yeah, and he also manages, I think, to plant, like, a seed of doubt. Like, when he is like, no, man, like, I value my freedom too much. I'm like, oh, maybe he's not going to do it. Or, like, maybe he actually is reformed. Like, it kept me guessing, which is great. Because I feel like if you you could have played it really extreme and it would have been like, oh, yeah, this guy's obviously just awful and is the same and is going to do exactly what he did. But I feel like I was like, ooh, I don't – I was kind of guessing along with them. Yeah, he he played the internal struggle very, very well because you could see it that he was struggling with himself um, to make the right decision, I think. Mm -hmm. I really want to know, as an actor, what he decided, whether he was like, yes, he he did the girl, he raped the girl or not. Like, I want to know where he was coming from. Um, We thank you for Daryl Lee in the chat reminding us that he was also on Scorpion. That's true. Another sci-fi show. Um, yes, he's done a lot. Um, so it was really exciting to see him as a guest star. I wonder if this was a milestone episode. Because um, it oh, was. Uh, yes. Also, I, from the get-go, I, I totally just remember something. When he, right from the get-go in the episode, when he gets out of jail, and then he gets on the bus, and then, you know, he's looking for where to sit, and then he finds this little girl, Brunette, I think, and then, yep. you know, can I sit here? And then the way that he looks at uh, the guy, uh, you know, who's... Dorsey. Uh, yeah. And then puts his arms sort of around the seat from the get-go. It's like, it's creepy. And you kind of think like, okay, he hasn't been reformed. And then uh, the next thing you know is, is another um, um, little girl has been raped. So that's, you know, yeah. So he was really good. Very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. with that that scene at the end, like that monologue about how, like, oh, we're brothers under the skin. Like everyone thinks this way. I'm just acting out. Like I was like, oh, this is this is like total bullshit. Like I don't believe any of this. Like I understand like there's a culture around it, but like you're just awful. You're a scumbag. But like he he he, he felt like he believed what he was saying. It was like kind of getting to Elliot like under his skin a little bit like I think that was just such a well-delivered speech of his yeah I agree um I want to talk about uh at that at the end um when Elliot lets the girl out helps her get out I love the part where he explains to her the step he's like okay here's what we're gonna do I got you like I loved that um but once he gets her out and he's stuck there um and Shankle has the gun on him and he goes I'm a cop and I went He's still going to shoot you. Like, so right. what? At this point, he's going back to prison. You know what I mean? Like, he's, then he'll shoot a cop. At this point, it's too late to be like, don't shoot him a cop. No, right. it's not. It, it, right. No one cares. No one asks. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, let's move it along to our best lines. Taylor, I, you are the queen of the lines. What do you have? Okay, I have three. And then I also have, I just wanted to mention, I absolutely loved like how they decked out the van with like the GPS and like the hidden gun. If you like did the signal and the air conditioner, I was like, oh, that's so cool. I wish we always had more of these little like hidden things. I thought that was so fun. Um, but in terms Wait, of lines, I changed my mind. You shouldn't go first. Sergio, okay. favorite okay. line. Um, to speak about the the little decked out of the van too, I think that, I thought that was so funny. I don't know. I, I didn't check um, what was the year this aired. Uh, uh, seven. It uh, would have been like 2000, 2007 or two thousand six. I'm gonna pull it up, but go ahead. Okay, so so it's not that. I mean, it's a little far, far away, but I thought that for example that that um, they said. They show the GPS and the GPS is like two thousand five. Huge. Okay. Two thousand five. It's huge. Yeah. And and we decked it out with this GPS. You know, it's like five pounds and then <laughs> yeah, put it it's giant. and now everything would be like, oh, do they just you know, just track it? We're phone. gonna put it in the in your ear. Like it's like this. Yeah, thing. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was that was funny. Um, That's that, that reminds to... me of the live feed. Uh, he's like, "Oh, is it a live feed?" And he goes, "No, but it's dumped to a server." So then, how is this useless? I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. know. The, the camera and audio is recording, but we can't watch it live. That's useless. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the All right, funny, back to lines. The funny line that I thought it was just a one line, uh, but it, it came with the reaction, and it was a parole officer when uh, he comes out of the office, and he he obviously knows Elliot. And then, uh, you know, the, the first thing that he could, I think he just calls it McAvoy. And and then <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, I guess I'm McAvoy. That, that's my <laughs> name now. And then he goes in and is like, McAvoy? Like, what are you talking? Yeah, I thought that was funny. Uh, but it was with the look and the line, um, just all of a sudden, again, improv. I totally agree. I think that is such a great part because he's like, where'd you get McAvoy? Yeah. And he goes, I'm, what did you... Like, no, you can't be mad at him. You sprung yeah. this on him and he came up with a name. Yeah. Like, he, he did his job. I love that whole scene with the parole officer, honestly. That was such a fun one. Is he a, is he yeah. a recurring uh, character? I don't think no, so, I think but he should be. Him, I think we've seen the actor as a cop um, mm -hmm. in a different part. I feel like, I don't remember if he's the same cop, but there's definitely a cop Um in a scene where a prostitute has been murdered and the cop is like super callous about it and is like, whatever, no one, no one was hurt. And Benson is like, what do you mean? No one was hurt. And he's like, she's nothing. And I think it's the same actor, but I don't recall. Uh, I'll find that episode for you. Don't worry. That's, that's the thing. I mean, it speaks to the, 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 the greatness of the show that every character that you introduce and it's, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a one episode or one scene or whatever. They look like they could be recurring or they look like they have a background. Mm -hmm. And that's great. Sorry. That's so true. Yeah. Um, no, we always, I, like, we're I, big I, fans of, like, bring them back. Like, we're always saying that, like, at least once an episode. Yale and I are like, okay, so bring them back next episode and make them, like, a series regular. <laughs> like, we want so many people on the show to appear in every episode. That's true. I think if we made this show, we would have way too many characters. A cast of 150 series regulars. Yeah. And what's the budget for your show? 
One billion dollars. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Unlimited funds. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I also want to talk about, I forgot this, the entire scene um, when Finn comes in and is harassing um, Schenkel because he needs to get uh, Stabler out. I love when he's like, he's like arresting him and he's like, Wong wants to talk to you. <laughs> I just, I find that so funny. I love that whole thing too, that we got to see Elliot like try to fight him even though it was like obviously all pretend it's always fun when they're like pitted against each other yeah Finn's also great undercover yes Finn is really fun undercover um what were your favorite lines Taylor now I'll let you speak oh thank you <laughs> thank you for the permission um it was so crass but the fact that they called his van the rate mobile I was just like why would you say this like that's just that's not okay but the fact that you said it I think we should mention um, I also love what kind of person would do this the day they get into prison. You, Ray. Her <laughs> just screaming, you, Ray. It was so good. And then finally, I mean, we can't not mention it when he says it's the sexual interest test and he immediately goes, oh, the Peter meter. <laughs> I just, we just had to bring that up. So those are mine. Those are my standards. I love that. Um, I love that because Peter meter is going to come up again <laughs> during our As it should. As it must. <laughs> Oh um, I did really appreciate um, the moment when, uh, speaking of the Peter meter, when um, Stabler realizes that Wong actually has valuable information. Um, and he like, you see him be like, oh, I'm not, I don't know everything. I should shut up. I like that part too. Which happens all the time. No one gives Wong enough credit ever is the thing. Yeah. Um, I would also say Stabler does not like other people's input that's also very correct and very fair yeah um so this episode was not ripped from any headlines um which is okay um, yeah, it also ripped from probably like all the headlines this was a very like general case i feel like yeah that's true that's fair um but i do have um something i want to share with everybody that is a fun thing from the internet um, that is generally SVU related. So let's see if I can do this. And if you all can get the audio, that would be wonderful. Um, so I'm going to share my screen. Let me know if you can hear it. This is a clip uh, from, I believe, from Homicide um, with Munch, who was not in this episode. Um, so Sergio may not know who he is. Um, I know I know him. And Okay. Um, and this aired in 94. Hopefully you can hear it. Um, we'll find out. Can you hear it? I cannot. No, oh, okay. it's very, very um, long. All right. Well, then I will not uh, share this. I will tweet it out. Okay. Um, I'm excited now. And I'm very curious. It's so the clip is um, the guy who was standing there uh, was shouting for them to change the channel. Um, and Munch goes on a long rant about how in the future um, there will be a billion channels. There will be more than just a sports channel. There'll be a dog food channel. And then we won't be uh, doing any, you know, email. We'll be sending emails and and we'll be talking and, and there'll be virtual reality. It was in '94. He predicted no. almost everything. Oh my That's god! So, Raven? <laughs> so I'm going to 
I'm going to uh, share that on Twitter and we'll tell you where to find that in just a bit. Um, that's the only fun, exciting SVU stuff I have. That's crazy. I, I love when things like that happen. And, you know, did he say, you know, in the future, people will be wearing face masks and, you know. He didn't know that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not in that episode, well, but if we dig a little deeper, maybe. Because honestly, he spewed some interesting theories that I would not be surprised if one of them corresponded to the situation yeah. we're in now. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Taylor, every week we do a very fun quiz, or not quiz, poll here on the show. Um, Taylor, Taylor, tell us about the poll. Absolutely. So um, last time we were chit-chatting, I think we talked about Remember Me in Quarantine. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay, great. I was second guessing myself there. It's been a second, but we asked favorite roommate from hell episode, which is just absolutely one of the best conversations we could ever have. These are some great episodes, just so you are aware. Um, in last place, we have class, sadly, which is season seven, episode 17. In third place, we have theater tricks, which is kind of insulting because theater tricks is in wonderful. Third place? In third place, season 13, episode 11. But second place, I'm happy with second place, Hot House, season 10, episode 12. I freaking love Hot House, as you know. And then in first place was Remember Me in Quarantine, which was a great episode with sexy lockdown Lexi. Oh, that's right. Um, and this week, we are discussing your favorite episode that ends without a verdict. So um, we have Doubt, which is season six, episode eight. And I, I think that's probably the most famous one that like ends without a verdict. Um, Yael, do you want to brief us on that one? Okay, so Doubt is one of the best episodes. Um, it is an episode where um, we have an art student and her art professor, and she says that he raped her, and he says, hey, she's going to say that I raped her. And then we go through the whole process, and in the end, we do not hear the verdict, um, and we have no idea whether he raped her or not. Oh Sergio, God. I know you want to see this. It's so frustrating. <laughs> um, how how do you, how do you uh, move on from it if you don't see the resolution? Oh, I was so mad the first time it aired, and every time I've seen it since then, I love it. And honestly, my opinion changes on to whether he did it or not the, every time I watch it. I think it's just like that movie quite, doubt. with Viola Davis and it's Meryl Streep, right? Yeah, and Philip Seymour Hoffman and, and Amy yeah. Adams you never find out, you know, what happened. It, it's just, it, they, the purpose of it all is to plant the seed of doubt in your, in your mind. That's, yeah. such a, oh, that's such a crazy, it was so like, obviously I didn't watch it live, but I imagine people were up in arms, like angry that there was no resolution to that. But that's it's funny because I did watch, I watched all the, well, except for season one, I watched every episode live, um, but Twitter wasn't a thing. So like, I don't know how people felt. Right. I feel like if we go to like chat words or whatever from back then, people are oh, would yeah. have been angry. Um, we also have demons, which we just talked about. We have dis, which is season twenty, episode twenty-two. Yale, what happened in dis? Dis is the one where Snoop Dogg guest stars, yeah. um, and it is about the rapper feud. Um, and in the end, we do not know. Uh, well, we know what happened, but. Without spoiling it for Sergio, they choose not to uh, follow up, I guess. Yes. And then for our last option, we have Down Low in Hell's Kitchen, which is season 21, episode three. 
That's the Jesse Smollett case, correct? Yes, it is the Jesse Smollett case. Um, and in the end, uh, I think Finn says to him, something happened to you. Um, but we don't know what. <laughs> yeah. So they cover that case. Open. They they um they cover that case. Were in, they cover well, every they, case. They were inspired <laughs> by. Let's let's be clear. They were right, 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 right. And inspired by, yeah, allegedly. Loosely. Yes. If okay. it's in the um, news, they probably covered it, to be quite honest. Wow. They read a lot of headline episodes. Oh my god. Um yeah. Um also yeah. just because it was said, I'm gonna bring it up. S review sponsored by Theater Tricks. <laughs> Absolutely. Such a good episode. One of our universal favorites here at Law and Rest Review. <laughs> yes. Um, amazing. We'll tell you where to find that poll in just a bit. I can't <laughs> believe Theater Tricks didn't win last week. Um, Sergio, what is the next episode you are intending to watch? I think I have to start from the beginning. I have to start from season one. Um, Payback. Payback. Yeah. Season one, episode Payback. one. <laughs> I have to, I just have to, to, to get to know the characters a little bit more. So everything sort of makes sense and that I'm not uh, you know, just thinking uh, random thoughts about them and who they are. Yeah. Um, I love that. Uh, mm-hmm. We have this new segment we started this, uh, this year called, what did we learn? Um, I, I'll start with what I learned. Um, I learned that a Peter meter usually uses a penile cuff. <laughs> that is what I learned this week. Yep. Um, you took mine, but I guess I will say, since you already stole that one, I'm going to say if you need the gun, turn on the air conditioning and the left turn signal. And there, and there and, she goes. And preset five. Yeah, sorry, something like that. I, I just knew there's a lot of buttons. If you need the gun, do the tricks. <laughs> Sergio, what did you learn? Mine is a little bit darker. <laughs> um, <laughs> Go for it. And speaks to us as a society um, it, that we learn that, um, uh, or at least I learn how sexualized uh, we are as a society and how normal that is. And it's slightly sad um, because, yeah. People that are that are um, as Ray, uh, the character Ray, uh, explain. You know, when you get out and you're um, uh, recovering from this, or you, yeah, and you see everything, all the sexualization is that a word uh, from mm-hmm, yeah. um, of little girls and of women and stuff. How you know you're set up for failure as well. Um, but yeah, and how absolutely screwed up that is. That's actually really true. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is a very true fact. Um, and I feel like there are plenty of ep- plenty of episodes that that touch on this and discuss um, how uh, sexualized, especially little girls, are. Um, I think literally the other night I was watching an episode. Um, knowing me, it was one o'clock in the morning. Um, and I accidentally stayed up and there's an episode, I believe it's in season four, um, which talks about beauty pageants and what mm. that does to little girls. Um, and if you start now, Sergio, you can get there within a month. You could get to season four. A month? Yeah. It's a season Maybe a week. Next week. Oh, come on. Let's, let's, set a, let's set a better goal than that. <laughs> They're right next week. <laughs> uh, 
You can do a season a week. It's easy. Um, (laughs) Yes. All right. Um, Any final thoughts on season seven, episode one, Demons? I didn't realize this was a a season premiere until I looked up the number for today's episode. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that was a really strong episode and send them undercover more. It's always always fun for me to see them undercover. Um, Sergio, any final thoughts? Final thoughts is that um, Elliot, uh, I have a big question mark right after this episode. Like, who are you? What kind of uh, person are you? And, um, you know, I think that it the the name of the episode lured us to think that we're talking about the demons of the actual, uh, you know, of rape, of the person who raped someone. But it left me thinking of Elliot's demons at the end. Ooh, that's a really good um, that's so thing to fun. take away. And also, now that I think about it, yeah, like I get that. I've always thought this episode was about Elliot's demons. Oh, really? And I've always been like, oh, this is de- this is called demons because it, it brings up Elliot's anger issues and his demons. Right. Um, I thought it's everyone. Both, I think. Well, I think it's both. Right. It's like a dual title. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I love yeah. that. It's very. Um, thank you, Sergio. Thank you so much for being here, for joining us. Uh, we hope to have you on more, uh, especially as you start watching more episodes. Um, everyone can find you at Sergio. Nope, at Osuna underscore Sergio, correct? Yes, with an S. Thank you so much for having me. Um, uh, this was fun from uh, the the second I press play. Oh, I'm so glad. Uh, Taylor, where can everyone keep up with you? Yes, you can find me and the pool on Twitter, alphabet underscore Anne, and you can find me on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. Um, I am everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Um, I will also be uh, retweeting that video um, from 94 from Homicide with Munch in it um, if you want to check that out. Also, we will be back with new episodes as soon as new episodes return. Um, I also want to make sure, again, if you need help, please, please reach out to the RAIN hotline, 1-800-656-4673, 1-800-656-4673. Reach out, get help, um, and we'll see you soon. Bye, everybody.